Welcome to the Daily DDT Podcast, part of the Fan Sided Podcast Network. Here's your host, Jaden Becker. Sloth is the reluctance to work or make any effort, or simply put, laziness. I'm Jaden Becker, and welcome to the Daily DDT Podcast. We've made it, we made it, we made it, we made it. We're down to the final episode of the Seven Deadly Sins of Pro Wrestling. As I mentioned from the jump, I got this idea based off a sports documentaries class that I took in college that focused on the seven deadly sins in sports. There's no easier place to find these sins when talking about pro wrestling. Uh, so each week, as I did, I went through uh, a new sin every week. I went through gluttony, lust, pride, greed, wrath, envy. And now this week, we're finally talking about sloth. And uh, each week, I presented you examples from the past and present. This week is going to be mostly from the present. I'm also going to give a good look back on the seven deadly sins from the past seven episodes. And what can we learn from it all? So I really just want to jump right into it. Mostly because I've been recording these back-to-back-to-back instead of uh, spreading them out over time. So (laughs) I recorded these back-to-back-to-back as I spent some time away from the podcast for a little bit to take on a venture that I really wanted to. But I still wanted to leave you with some content for the seven weeks while I was going to be away. And I figured why not match up the seven deadly sins with the seven weeks that I was going to be away as well. And uh, hopefully the world of professional wrestling is still around when I get back. <laughs> let's, all, let's all pray for that, that the WWE made it to SummerSlam in August. So that that's uh, when you should be listening to this now. Hopefully I think uh, around August is uh, when this one should be coming out or, or uh, very, very late July. All right, let's get right into our sin here, and that is sloth. And as I mentioned, sloth is the reluctance to work or make an effort or simply put laziness. And, well, uh, I kind of got with a couple examples here, but I really wanted to talk about a specific person that might not not even be committing this sin of sloth, but I just really wanted to talk about him. So uh, (laughs) there's that. But in, in all reality, sloth... Uh, the best way you could sort of find it is in different match types, or let's say match types, but some of the biggest matches uh, in uh, recent years where people sort of shoot it in. People sort of went the lazy route to to um, try and get over, uh, if you will. And we've seen some big matches in the past, in Brock Lesnar versus... Uh, Dean Ambrose, a lot of people figured that that was a lazy match that they saw Triple H versus Scott Steiner at Royal Rumble uh, 2003, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Samoa Joe, and uh, you can go throughout all of history and can find some pretty crazy matches where you felt like there was laziness involved. I would say the Shawn Michaels match that he had against Hulk Hogan, I wouldn't even call that laziness, I would just call that not caring anymore. A little less in laziness uh, or a little more because it wasn't like Shawn Michaels wasn't doing anything because bumping around like the greatest bumper in the history of the universe. Uh, maybe too much so, obviously. And um, yeah, I find that so, so hilarious that, that, that some people, obviously people knock it because it hurts the business when you do something like that. But uh, it was funny. It was funny. I will say that. It was funny. But I want to talk about sloth in a different light. I want to sort of talk, talk about how sloth can kind of help you in a way, especially if you use it to your advantage and you make that your character, you make that your gimmick. And yes, of course, I am talking about uh, an AEW talent that currently holds f- ta- uh, fans uh, in admiration, and that is Orange Cassidy. Cassidy wrestled a new form of pro wrestling dubbed sloth style. 
Cassidy barely moves in the ring and still picks up the victory. The fans who are in on the act grace him as uh, one of the top performers in pro wrestling today. Outsiders of the business find this way of working, probably find him very lazy and sloth-like, but in actuality, Orange Cassidy's acrobatic ability and strengths are phenomenal. And uh, are, are, on the rare occasion that he does pick up the pace, uh, it really is exemplary of what he can do. This is also an example of uh, on-screen persona leaking out into the real world as many people consider Cassie to be a lazy person when he obviously is not. He's been putting in a lot of work. The amount of work you have to make it to uh, the main roster of any show, to make it to the top of any show, to make it to main event a pay-per-view, let, let that be as he just main evented double uh, or nothing for AEW. For you to do that, Orange Cassidy, and to come very, very close to beating Kenny Omega, obviously not going to do that given the run Kenny Omega is on, but for him to come that close, it's really, really awesome to see. He's made events at pay-per-views in the past because of what uh, the, the hype that, that's brought around Orange Cassidy, and uh, you got to give him a lot of credit. You really have to give him a lot of credit for all that he's able to do. You know, I, I'm really, really impressed, and he is held in high regard for myself of uh, how uh, important he is to the world of professional wrestling today because he keeps that youthful exuberance involved that uh, a lot of people yearn for. They want to get that youthful experience, but they, they can't really find it in the WWE, but they are able to find it from AEW, and if you're able to find it there, not in a bad light where it's for, let's say, youthful in a sense of childish, but youthful in the sense of there's joy there that you get from watching pro wrestling instead of, um, it's always the technical aspect of it that brings you joy. It's the it's the storytelling. It's the gimmicks that bring you joy. They don't really find that often in the WWE anymore. But you're able to find an AEW there with Orange Cassidy. His gimmick is second to none there. Uh, when you're you're talking about very 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 unique gimmicks, I I can't remember a time where. I've seen uh, another wrestler wrestle the way he does and get over the way he does, Orange Cassidy. Uh, he's a fan favorite, an absolute fan favorite, and all because of uh, his gimmick, using the sin of sloth, if you will, to his advantage and uh, using it as a virtue, if you will, Us using uh, instead of being sloth-like, but he's using it to be uh, progressive and uh, very, very hardworking person in the ring i'm going to take a quick break and it's probably going to be a short episode because there's not really a lot to talk about about uh, sloth to be honest with you but we're going to take a quick break and i just mentioned virtues uh with orange cassie and that's something i sort of want to talk about after the break uh, i want to look back at our sins and what can we learn from it all so stick with us right here on the daily ddt podcast welcome back after our quick break there just talked about orange cassidy and his sloth-like ability in the ring, his sloth style, using that to his advantage, using a, a sin in a unique perspective here on this last episode of the Seven Deadly Sins podcast. Uh, for excuse me, the Deadly DT podcast talking about Seven Deadly Sins. It's getting pretty late here as I'm trying to crank these out. And uh, really fantastic work from Orange Cassidy, as I mentioned. And it, from a unique perspective, compared to all the other names that I mentioned on this list for... Uh, the seven deadly sins where they all usually have something bad happen to them or they're looked at in a bad light because of the sins that they committed or throughout pro wrestling the seven deadly sins and and they found themselves in hard times orange cassidy has used the sloth if you will to uh bring himself into a higher regard uh, which is absolutely fantastic in a different way to look at things where maybe the sin isn't always a bad thing it can help you in some way 
So starting off, let's start off at the top with uh, gluttony, which uh, usually is, is, is bad, but in the opposite of gluttony, you can sort of use gluttony as a, a virtue uh, by not overindulging, being patient, knowing what you need to do at the right time, and uh, when to leave the world of, of pro wrestling, if you were bringing it back to, to pro wrestling perspective. A lot of these competitors stay in the ring for a very, very, very long time. And the only way for them to step out is for them to finally believe that they had that great match to end it all. And maybe they get that great match, but they feel like they can keep going because that match was so great. They feel like they have it back in the gas tank. Gluttony is very, very scary. And uh, gluttony can, can definitely hurt you if you're not cognizant of it. Talking about lust, and we talked about lust in the speaking out movement and uh, how that all shook out. Uh, once again, go back to that lust episode, and if if you already know all about that speaking out movement, uh, go through that episode. It's one of the shorter ones, and and get to that second half. Listen to me talk about Velveteen Dream, and talk about how we should look at his matches in the past, because his matches in the past have an effect not only on himself but also the people that he had those matches with. Arguably some of the most fantastic matches of his opponent's careers now washed away from history because of uh, his his uh, actions, Velveteen Dream, now obviously being wiped away in the eyes of the fans. Might not be fair for the competitors that were in the ring for the five-star matches that Velveteen Dream put on. So go and take a full listen to that. I really think I did a, a good job there really describing it. Pride. Oh, Pride. Pride is the epitome of professional wrestling. You look back at, at, at all the fantastic characters, the fantastic heels of professional wrestling. Looking at Edge, you're looking at uh, Gorgeous Gina Hernandez, looking at MGF right now. You're looking at Edge, you're looking at all these fantastic names of professional wrestling, all using Pride as the basis of their gimmicks. And sometimes when that pride seeps into real life, that can become a problem as the on and off switch that these competitors have don't turn off once they leave the world of professional wrestling. It stays on and it affects them in, in real life as the consequences can be a lot stronger in real life, if I do say so myself. Moving on to greed. Well, in that episode, I talked completely about Vince McMahon. And uh, his greed, I, I could have talked a little bit more about his time in the past and his greed in the past and what he did uh, in the shady dealings early on in the world of the WWF. But I really wanted to talk about the recent and wanted to talk about how he got through the COVID-19 pandemic in probably the most greedy way possible and trying to save every dollar, nickel, penny, quarter that he could as uh, he let go plenty on Black Wednesday and let go continuously more so into 2021. Uh, it's surprising to say uh, the least, but is it really surprising knowing the history of Vince McMahon that, that he's been doing that for so, so long? So maybe it really isn't that surprising that McMahon was uh, going to be so greedy throughout the pandemic in a time where people needed him most. Moving on to Wrath, we talked about Wrath, and it got a little dark, obviously talking about Chris Benoit and his double murder and suicide. It, it, it gets a little dark, but 
It's an important thing to talk about and also important to watch that Dark Side of the Ring two-part documentary that he had. Not sponsored, not an ad, anything like that, but it was so well put together. As I mentioned in that podcast, not because of Benoit and his story, but because the producers made sure that every part of the story was involved from start to end. There was nothing left out, nothing hidden, nothing swept underneath the rug for Chris Benoit. There's a reason why they had it as a two-part series and not a one-part because they wouldn't be able to put together everything. You're talking about one of the most horrific stories in WWE history. And forget WWE, it's horrific stories in professional wrestling history. Forget professional wrestling history, one of the most horrific stories in sports. Who are in the horrific stories in the history of uh, the recent news in, in sports, it, it's it's insane, insane. Uh, the media coverage that that garnered, and, and deservingly so, given that uh, the magnitude of it, uh, of such a, a famous person committing such a, a horrific acts and tragic acts as well. After that, we talked about some envy, and, and envy was uh, I wouldn't say it was tough to grasp, but I. I I look at that from a different light. I didn't want to keep everything so similar. And sometimes it's tough to find jealousy in certain spots, but we definitely found it in the relationships between the wrestlers in uh, the world of pro wrestling. We found that with Macho Man Randy Savage and Miss Elizabeth, Macho Man Randy Savage being the poster boy of the the word envy, if you will. You could put Macho Man on a poster and put envious at the bottom of it, and it would be absolutely correct, as he was envious of every person to ever come in contact with Miss Elizabeth leading to the divorce. Also talked about uh, Matt Hardy, Edge, and Lita, which I thought was pretty fun as well given the three that uh, it was a storyline instead of going from uh, pro wrestling into the real world and went from the real world into pro wrestling as uh, Matt Hardy returned back to the WWE after being fired, after being cheated on and working that into a storyline. And obviously in this episode we talked about Sloth. I'm very happy that I got to be able to make this seven-part series to give you some content week in and week out. And uh, as, as I start to get back into the swing of things of the Daily DGT podcast, get back into that daily rhythm, uh, I hope I'll be able to garner to you once again the news and reviews and everything of that nature at the best journalistic extent that I can. And uh, I'm glad to have you here with me throughout this ride. Thank you for sticking through for the past seven weeks. It's been an absolute blast, blast to give you this content, talk about these seven deadly sins. And uh, as time goes on, maybe in a, in a year or two, we could find these seven deadly sins happen all over again in recent times throughout just the, this year as a whole, which, uh, which is so important to look back on, given that some horrific, horrific things and some crazy nature happens in the world of professional wrestling that just can't be overlooked and can't be swept aside along with the dirt sheets. We got to really focus on what's really important here and some of these big news that happens uh, throughout the year. So stick, stay in touch, stay tuned, and uh, also be sure to look for the virtues in the world of professional wrestling. I know I talked about all the vices and all the deadly sins and everything like that, but there's a lot of great things that happen as well. A lot of people have a ton of charitable donations and charitable uh, communities that they follow along with in the world of professional wrestling because they're fortunate enough to have that platform and they continue to uh, be superstars not only in the ring but outside the ring in, in fantastic light. So just because I mentioned all the bad things that happen in the world of professional wrestling, do not forget but all the amazing things that happen as well and just the fact that they bring us joy week in and week out 
uh, on our television screens and now coming back to our arenas after this pandemic and coming up very, very soon at the end of the summer. Uh, it's going to be fantastic to see and the smile on everyone's faces once they're back in stadiums watching pro wrestling once again, uh, which I, I could not be more excited for. And as uh, you're hearing this probably in the beginning of August, as uh, they've been through it for uh, right now, I'm recording this. And as I said, in the middle of June, we haven't reached that point yet for um, except that double or nothing pay-per-view where companies are back in the swing of things already uh, right now uh, in the beginning of August. That's going to be right in the middle of the swing of things. So I hope everything goes goes to plan and uh, and it could be really, really nice to see. Really, really nice to see the smile on everyone's faces again. That's all from me. You can catch this podcast on all your favorite providers. Make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts so you never miss an episode. And remember, you can catch this episode on all your smart devices by saying, uh, listen to the Daily DDT Podcast. If you like content like this, check out our writers at DailyDDT.com. And if you want to hear more from me, give me a follow on Twitter and Instagram at JadenBeckerTV. I'll see you next time right here on the Daily DDT Podcast.